Hello and welcome to the Rock Lives Here podcast. I'm your host, Scott Smith. If you've been tuning into Rock Lives Here Radio, then thank you very much. I really appreciate the support. You'll really find these podcast episodes a great way to catch any chats that you might have missed with all the great artists that are featured on Rock Lives Here. If you're new to Rock Lives Here, then head on over to rocklivesheer.com.au to stream the best thing you've never heard in rock radio here in Australia. You can also download the app via Google or Apple App Store. Also, definitely keep up to date by subscribing to the Rock Lives Here mailing list and following Rock Lives Here on all the usual social media channels. All the links for those in the show notes below and over at rocklivesheer.com.au. Well, Ron Keel is making his first appearances in Australia at Melodic Rockfest. Uh, he's uh, appearing at Melodic Rockfest, obviously, as I just said, um, but he's also got a bunch of other shows as well. So definitely uh, look those up. I'll be posting those up on the Rock Lives Here Instagram and Facebook pages, which uh, you should already hopefully be joined up to. And if you're not, well, now's your chance to do so. So I guess uh, having a bit of a chat to Ron, it's um, definitely going to be a, a pretty Highly anticipated set for Ron. He's got uh, a lot of awesome material to call upon. Right now, I present to you my chat with Ron Keel, the legendary of Ron Keel. This is Ron Keel, the metal cowboy, and you're listening to Rock Lives Here. So, Ron, you are headed out here for Melodic Rock Fest. Now, I have to ask, when that offer came through, was that something that uh, surprised you? Thinking, you know, 35 plus years into your career that you're, uh, you know, finally going to be touring Australia? Well, it's a dream come true, and I certainly appreciate the efforts of Peter Hoffman with Melodic Rock Fest and, and Andrew McNeese, my friend Jules Millis with White Widow, who was instrumental in making this happen. And Jules has been telling me for 10 years, man, we're going to get you to Australia. And <laughs> he uh, and Peter are good friends, and Peter was, has been so gracious. And really, uh, I think it's about time. For, for me to come to Australia. Hopefully it won't be the last time, but I'm going to I'm gonna make up for all the lost time, the 35 years with the good times and good music, and I'm bringing it all with me to uh, these four club shows and then the big one at Melodic Rock Fest on March 8th. And it's, you know, it's definitely exciting, exciting times because we've never seen a lineup like this in Australia before either. So, you know, it's, uh, it's great to have bands such as yourself, um, you know, coming down here that, you know, we've always dreamed of seeing live. Some of us may have, uh, you know, toured overseas to, to see the bands we thought we never would. It's but, a, yeah. yeah. It really is a fantastic lineup. I'm, I'm so proud to be on the bill with not only some of my good friends and people that I've known and worked with before, guys like Kip Winger and Enough's Enough and Janet Gardner and so forth, but also some of the bands that I, I haven't seen, like Eclipse and mm. FM and you know some, some amazing acts that are on this bill. I'm just really, uh, really excited to have a place on that roster and uh, so much great music and so many great vocalists. I tell you, man, they, they, people like Paul Lane and, and uh, the gentleman from Eclipse with some amazing voices, and I'm just proud to be in the mix. Definitely a great mix, and uh, as a uh, putting on a, on a fan hat, hopefully there will be a few little uh, jam sessions, and who knows what might happen over that that course of that festival weekend. So we can only uh, wait and wow. see. Wow, yeah, I hope so. Yeah, now, yeah, man, yeah. Now you're uh, you're listed as as performing as Ron Keel. What's uh, I guess I'm asking? Are you bringing out any of your Ron Keel band mates, or are you uh, sort of what's uh, how's that working as far as your uh, your appearances here? 
I am bringing my right-hand man, D.C. Cawthorn, who's been my lead guitarist in the Ron Kill Band for five years. He's uh, just a huge, huge asset for me, both uh, on stage and in the studio as, as my partner. And we're, we're also going to be backed by an amazing group of Australian musicians. So it's going to be a full band show, all electric and featuring hits and Songs from throughout my entire career. We're gonna we're gonna make sure to, to give the fans all of those Keel classics like the Right to Rock and Somebody's Waiting and Rock and Roll Outlaw because the Night Tears of Fire, some Steeler music as well as Ron Keel band music and a couple of surprises as well. Excellent, and I guess on the back of uh, you know your. Uh in terms of almost music set uh, length times, uh, Keel Fest, three hours and 38 songs. So, you know, you're, uh, you're uh, you know, no stranger to obviously, you know, cramming sets full of hits and, uh, you know, going uh, for three hours. So, yeah, no. Yeah, that Keel Fest show, that, yeah, that was amazing. We did, uh, it was a dream come true for me to have all my friends under one roof on one stage doing all those classic songs. We had Ron Keel Band. Keel and Steeler all in the same bill, and there's no breaks. There's no uh, intermissions or pauses or changeovers. It is one band after the other, a solid three-hour show. I'm, it was over three hours. I'm not sure how, how long it went, but uh, you're right, 38 songs. And I wish I could do that in Australia because there's <laughs> such a great body of work that I'm, I'm really proud of, but I'm going to choose uh, the best possible material for the Australian fans and give them a show that they'll never forget. Excellent, and what I uh, what I enjoyed hearing in that list of uh, list of you know the potential set list, uh, "Fight Like a Band," your album from last year, that was an awesome awesome album, "Fight Like a Band." So, thank you, great. I appreciate that. Yeah, we're going to have a, cu- a couple of those songs will be in the show, and I really appreciate that. I'm extremely proud of that album that we released last year, "Fight Like a Band," and I got to play some of those songs during the show. And that uh, that as well was obviously an album with some you know some deeply personal lyrics and sort of some of the things that were happening around the the time of that album or I dare say what I guess you know kind of led to that album being uh, you know sort of being that album so yeah it's a, as I said it's a great album so really have enjoyed that one thank you now into your fifth decade I guess I, I counted that a few times to make sure and it's like yeah fi- you know you're into your fifth decade <laughs> if you look at it that way um, again we talked about Australia but. You know, again, there's just no no stopping you, I guess. You know, first headline tour of Canada. There's, you know, obviously your, you know, sort of um, place on lineups such as Monsters of Rock and, you know, M3 Festival. So, you know, it's obviously uh, there is no slowing down. That's for sure, is there? Well, I, I do feel a sense of urgency at this stage of the game. I'm, I'm still, I still have the, the mind of a 17-year-old, and I, but I... <laughs> I realized that uh, you know there's there's been just an amazing ride for 35 years, and I'm I'm very motivated to continue as long as I'm doing great work and I'm proud of what I'm delivering on stage and and, and the songs that I write and the performance, the quality of my voice. Uh, I want to I want to continue to try and maintain that standard that I set for myself. And it is a very busy year, as you mentioned. We have a new rec- recording contract with Highball Music, a multi-album deal for a, a new album coming out in. April of this year called South by South Dakota. It's uh, a collection of iconic Southern rock cover songs, which we're really proud of. And then a new original album in January of 2021. And of course, along the way, all the shows that you mentioned, the monsters of rock cruise here in a couple of weeks. 
and I go straight from that to Australia. Then a, a, a lot of U.S. shows across, across the country here in America all summer long and ending up in Canada in August. Busy year. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, it really is. Do you, uh, are you are you someone who likes uh, the sunshine and warm weather? Well, it depends. If I'm doing an outdoor gig, yeah. <laughs> if, the, if the show's outdoors, then uh, that's fine. But you know where I where I live here in Sioux Falls, South Dakota, it's uh, it's pretty harsh in the winter time. We have a lot of snow and ice and sub zero temperatures. But uh, I, I enjoy the change of seasons and and. The entire world is my workplace, and, and I'm at home pretty much anywhere. I'm yeah. sure I'm going to feel right at home in Australia. That's what I was thinking. I was thinking the uh, the lineup there of the shows, Monsters of Rock Cruise, and leading into Australia is a nice little uh, nice little time to get you sort of you know gradually warmed up. But here in Australia in March, it uh, will be on the tail end of summer, but uh, so it shouldn't be too, yeah. shouldn't be uh, you know super hot, but. Uh, but yeah, it, it'll be what it will be. No, it's going to be great. Yeah. And my wife and I are going to stay a few extra days after the Melodic Rock Fest. We're going to stick around for a few days and uh, enjoy some of the scenery. The, the, I believe it's the Great Ocean Road and, uh, and yeah, some yeah. other sites. If, if you or the fans, anybody has anything to recommend for our visit to Australia after the shows are over, we, we plan on enjoying an Australian vacation. Well, as somebody who lives one hour from the Great Ocean Road, being myself, I can uh, I can highly confirm that yeah, definitely do that. That'll be a that'll be a great great few days. Um, definitely my favorite part of uh, awesome. Victoria, where I live, and and definitely awesome. Now, going back to your upcoming album this year, South by South Dakota. Obviously, you know, with the uh, with the Metal Cowboy and and you know your recent recent albums, having a bit more of that. You know, you've obviously had albums with that country and Southern rock flavor. Is that what you you know grew up with? Going you know if we're going right back to the to the eighties in terms of you know Keel and what you were listening to sort of back then, has that been something that's been with you all your uh, musical career? It has it has been you know and I've I've been very fortunate to explore a lot of different musical territory. But going back to my very beginnings as a child, my house was half country. My dad was a country musician and listened to it, played it, lived it. Um, and my sister was 10 years older than I, so she was into the rock and roll, the Beatles and the Stones. So I grew up with both country and rock, and even when I was a teenager, I was enjoying the music of Judas Priest and the Eagles, for instance. Yeah. Uh, I didn't realize that there was a difference. I just thought it was all great music. Yeah. And my heart and my, as I, as I began to define myself, I, I love metal. I love the excitement, the energy, and the sexuality, the electricity of metal and hard rock, arena rock. But I also like songs that say something, songs about real life, songs that have some type of emotional resonance, so to speak, that, uh, that you can get from country music, which is built around the songs and the stories and the voices. And you get to color the picture with a lot of different instrumentation as, as opposed to just guitars. We have... Uh, a, a blank canvas to paint on with instruments like you know, the dobro or the steel guitar or um, harmonicas and, and pianos and other types of keyboards. So I enjoy both, and I've tried to find a, a happy, comfortable place where I feel at home musically. I still continue to re- record and perform the Keel Classics. Obviously, the Right to Rock is it's in every show that I do, and... It also was uh, treated to a new version on the Fight Like a Band album last year. We re-recorded that song 
for uh, for a new generation of fans, and because I wanted another shot at singing it. So I have a metal heart mm-hmm. and uh, kind of a, a, a country state of mind. I think that there's a lot of common ground. And when I was growing up, like I said, you could hear Black Sabbath and the Eagles on the same radio station. To me, it was all just rock and roll. Yeah, yeah, and uh, I, yeah, I, I very much come from the uh, from the exact same mentality as well. As I said, a good song's a good song, and uh, you know, rock and roll's rock and roll. You know, it can be flavored different ways, but uh, when it gets down to it, every every everything has its place, and it, and it's great listening to a lot of that stuff back to back, and uh, you know, side by side. So yeah, I've got a little I've got a little twang in my tone, and uh, I enjoy it this way. I like being the metal cowboy. That way, I can get as wild and as crazy as I want, but I can still write and sing songs that the everyday common man or woman can relate to. And going back there, you mentioned about re-recording the right to rock when you were re-recording it. And I guess when, you know, when you obviously had the opportunity to, uh, you know, give it the 2019 uh, version, what were you thinking about Ron Keel back in the eighties recording that, um, you know, the original version sort of what were some of the the thoughts and memories going through your mind when you were re-recording it now? I just wanted to sing it properly in key and you know, on the original version, there's a lot of attitude. That album in 1985 was produced by Gene Simmons, who was a, a huge uh, mentor, friend, supporter, and benefit to me and my career. But Gene kept a lot of stuff that probably should have been redone because it had raw, animalistic attitude to it. But from a technical standpoint, I think I'm a better singer now than I was then. More control, better tone, much better pitch, better control of my instrument. And I've had a lot of practice singing that song for the last 35 years, so I really wanted to give it another shot. Yeah, awesome, and it's yeah, it's it's a great version. So it's good to, uh, as I said, good to hear that uh, you know in uh, in t- the 2019s. And again, you know, with as you said that that new generation of fans that uh, I guess are finding you know finding those songs. Maybe it was their parents or without making you feel old, potentially even grandparents that might have, uh, you know, kind of might have grown up listening to Keel back in the 80s. And, you know, they're uh, finding these awesome albums here in in the 2020s. That's true. And, you know, I, I believe that we always have to continue to win over new fans. I appreciate everyone who's listened to my music and supported my career for the last three and a half decades. But I, I also am determined to entertain anybody who, if they if they haven't ever heard of who I am, they don't. They might not know who Ron Keel is. And we do have a lot of fans with the Ron Keel band now that are in their twenties that weren't even alive when the Right to Rock came out, and and that means a lot to me. But of course, I, I still treasure those hardcore Keelaholics that have been through all the twists and turns with me throughout the years. And that's a nice little segue. That was going to be something I wanted to uh, touch on, the Keelaholics. You've obviously, in addition to recording and releasing music, you're you know very busy with your Patreon page, which obviously you know has heaps of that going on. And there's also the Streets of Rock and Roll radio show that you know is obviously a big part of uh, what you've been doing. What's that, about the last decade where you've been a uh, you know, radio presenter? Yeah, I love I loved the radio gig. As you know, Scott, it's, uh, it's a blast talking to... Uh, other musicians and other artists and, and doing the interview segments is something I really enjoy. I like picking the music and producing the show, but it basically it's just like putting on a show. It's mm. just a different platform. And I, I really enjoy building the radio show each week. It's a syndicated program 
which you can find on my website. You can find pretty much everything at ronkeel.com. Links to the shows and the stations and the airtimes. And, and the Patreon platform is something that I've really embraced. I love that uh, VIP connection with my hardcore Keelaholics and the fans that uh, participate on Patreon. I don't do a lot of Facebook Live. I don't do a lot of YouTube stuff. Uh, I, I say that. All that good content, unreleased audio, songs and videos and interaction, live online chats, anything that I can do to, to entertain the Patreon subscribers and give them their money's worth, I try and, uh, I try and do that, and I really enjoy it. It was uh, something that I had been wanting to do for a long time, but it really hit home when my wife was diagnosed with cancer in 2016, and I wasn't sure if or when I would be able to travel extensively anymore. Mm. She's fine now. She's cancer-free. She's been through the ringer, but she's a better for it, and she's, she's healthy and cancer-free now. But I wasn't sure at the time. You, know, you, you just don't know when cancer strikes you into your life. I wanted to try and create a way that I could work from home and take care of her and still entertain the fans. I, I do online concerts on my yeah, Patreon I, yeah, page. yeah. From my house, which is pretty cool. I can set up the, the broadcast equipment and you know, I take requests and interact with the fans and play uh, an acoustic show from what I call the fan cave in my basement. And uh, it's a blast. I, I hope that everybody will check it out at patreon.com slash Ron Keel. Definitely. You heard it, everybody listening. Make sure you go and check that out. And as you said there before, I guess another thing, um, you know, knowing, uh, yeah, your wife's uh, battle with cancer. And I guess that's a great thing that Renee's coming out here to Australia with you. And I guess that makes, I guess this trip even more meaningful as well, because as you said, you just don't know what's around the corner and, and getting an opportunity like this to play shows in Australia and also sharing that with, with hers, obviously, you know, going to be an awesome experience for experience for you. Yes, it is. And we're looking forward to sharing that together. And uh, I'm so glad that I could bring her along on some of these amazing dream come true shows and tours like the Australian tour. And she'll, she'll meet me in Canada and she'll also of course be on the monsters of rock cruise with me. And uh, that's one of the, the blood, true blessings of, of my business and my, my job is that I could take her with me and we can enjoy this stuff together. Now, I just want to ask a question putting uh my radio hat on a little bit. Um, going back uh, there, were you you know talking about that experience of interviewing artists? Now that you're on the other side of the microphone, what do you find harder, actually being interviewed or interviewing someone? I, it's harder to be interviewed. This being on this side of it is it, is more difficult, and there's much more pressure. When I go into an interview a situation with a, another artist. I am usually prepared, like you have. You've done your homework. You know what to talk about. You're, you have your game plan, and you've probably got your questions listed out, and you're written in front of you. But I don't have any responses scripted out. I've <laughs> got to kind of make it up as I go along. Yeah. So I do enjoy that. And I also like to that, that feeling. It's just like doing a show. When, when I'm on stage and everything's going well, when you're having a, a really compelling conversation with another musician or artist or singer, and it's just between the two of you. And you don't even realize that the world is listening. Mm-hmm. And some of these conversations I've had where guys will start talking about real life and uh, just being themselves. And I think that they, they can loosen up with me because many of them know me and they know my history. They know that I can relate to, to their experiences because I'm an artist as well. 
and I've had some amazing conversations with uh, Jimmy Jameson was one of my favorites of all time. Mm, yeah, you know, yeah. He's passed away now, but gosh, what a great guy. I really admired him, loved his voice. And when I, I got him on the line, and we had never met, and I never did meet Jimmy, but that 15 to 20 minute conversation we had on the, on the phone on my radio show was priceless. What a great guy and a great voice. And uh, certainly passed away much too soon, but I'm glad I got the opportunity to interview him on the streets of rock and roll. Now, I also noticed that you, uh, you often take your microphone uh, out on tour with you. Any plans to uh, do any, any part of a show or record anything whilst you're out in, out here in Australia? Oh, absolutely. I'm yeah. going to have the recording. Uh, I'll be recording interviews with the other people that are on the bill. I want to get sound bites and quotes and liners, and I want to interview the fans, too. I always take the microphone out to the meet and greet, and I talk to the fans and uh, get their impressions and, and of the show and which artists they're, they're most excited to see and, and make the fans part of the show as well. So the recorder will always be on. I'm looking forward to interviewing the Australian rockers, both in the audience and on the stage. Uh, during my time in Australia. Excellent. Well, maybe you can hunt me down and uh, return the favor, so to speak. Absolutely. <laughs> I, I definitely want to hook up with you, get a handshake and a soundbite. Excellent. Now, a question that I usually like ending up with, because I, I'm really curious about the answers, and I feel like you should have some pretty immediate answers here. Um, tell me some of your favorite Australian music artists over the years. Oh, man. Well, obviously... Starts with the big ones, you know, ACDC and, and Rose Tattoo and uh, Heaven. Uh, huge influence on me. That that uh, that Aussie style at ACDC was one of my top, certainly one of my top five bands of all time. I heard I heard that Brian Johnson is back and they're going to be touring Australia soon. Is that the truth? That is the word. Yeah, I believe that. Uh, I believe that came from a, a radio show here in Australia during the week. Yeah, a new album supposedly out in a few months, and Brian Johnson back in Australia tour. So that's great news, man. I yeah. Stay tuned. Wow, that's fantastic. Well, cer- certainly a deep love of the Australian uh, rockers, and you know, Keel covered the Rose Tattoo song "Rock and Roll Outlaw" mm. for the nineteen eighty. 1987 film Dudes, and it's been certainly a very important song for me. I think that was the song that started this whole metal cowboy thing. If you've yeah, seen the video for Rock and Roll Outlaw, we've, you know, we get the cowboy hats on, and we're riding, riding horses and shooting guns and chasing women, and, you know, that, I think that was the actual birth of the metal cowboy when uh, we filmed that Rock and Roll Outlaw video and recorded the song for that film soundtrack. And just kind of took it to the next level. It's a perfect, perfect anthem for me and my way of life. And, and I love singing it. And uh, I got a pretty good idea that rock and roll out. It's okay for me to put that in the Australian shows, right? Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Uh, all right. I don't, I don't want to. I mean, I know that's Rose, Rose Tattoo is uh, sacred ground. And I don't <laughs> want to offend anyone. I'm just uh, paying tribute to, to them and that song which has been such an important part of my life and my career. Yeah, no, I think like the usually it will be ACDC. Um, you know, that's often the common one. Someone will put an ACDC song in, in the set. But yeah, Rose Tattoo will just be that, uh, you know, that uh, something that little different that uh, we wouldn't get that often. So yeah, I can definitely, uh, would definitely love to hear that one. So uh, I think I think there's a really good chance that song's <laughs> on the list. And I was just looking at, <laughs> I was just looking whilst we were chatting here, yeah, Rose Tattoo are headed, uh, Headed to America in May. It looks like they're pretty much spending all of May in uh, in the states. So it's great to see. Yeah, you know, Angry and Rose Tattoo still going strong as well, touring the world. 
It sure is. It sure is. And God, I would love to see them. I don't have the, I don't know where they're playing, but if it's anywhere close to, to where I live, or if I'm in town in May, I would love to uh, to go to that show. I'd love to be the opening act on that show. Excellent. Well, Ron, I won't keep you any longer. So thank you very much for giving up your time. Can't wait to see you out here in Australia. And yeah, it's been awesome to chat. And yeah, look forward to that handshake in March. Me too. Thank you for your support. All the Australian fans and everyone at Melodic Rock Fest, Peter Hoffman, Andrew McNeese, Jules Millis, and the guys in White Widow. Can't wait to see everybody at uh, Melodic Rock Fest and the other Australian shows here very soon. Excellent. Thank you, Ron. Enjoy the rest of your night, and we'll chat soon. Okay. Thank you, Scott. This is Ron Keel, the Metal Cowboy, and you're listening to Rock Lives Here. Find me online at ronkeel.com for tour dates, videos, news, and more. You can listen to my Streets of Rock and Roll radio show, get your all-access pass to my exclusive Patreon content, and links to all my social media. All this and much more online at ronkeel.com. Rock lives here. Well, if you want to check out more cool chats, then head on over to rocklivesheer.com.au for all the past episodes. Would also love it if you shared this episode with your fellow rock-loving fans, whether they be here in Australia or around the world. Don't stop believing, and I'll catch you in the next episode. Music.